Welcome back, everybody. Hey, everybody. Happy week. Happy week. We took a little midwinter break. Mm -hmm. Much needed. Much needed. (laughs) I really needed it because I moved. Lord help us. I'm still looking for things that are in boxes. But yeah, a much needed midwinter break. Yeah, I did need the break. (laughs) What did you do? Did you do anything special? Well, we wrapped up basketball season and and are switching to soccer season. So, oh, and two of my boys are playing on the same team. It's so oh, fun. It's going to be good. Yeah, it is. That'll be so. much nicer for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one drop off for two kids and one pick up for two kids. It's yeah. That's very nice. Is Luke playing soccer too? Does he yeah, play Luke soccer too? On um, Luke and Lawson. Yeah. Collier doesn't play. Yes, but not on the same team. Okay. So Luke and Lawson are on the same team and Collier's on a separate team. Yeah. Okay. So fun, fun. Fun. I bet their dad enjoyed that. Yes. He's the soccer guy. Okay, guys. Today we are hitting it hot and heavy and going to go deep. I encourage you, if possible, to get a sheet of paper out um, and a writing utensil or tap on your phone. Or if you're driving um, or cleaning, you could just press pause when we prompt you to and do some um, audio recording if you want to. Um, Today is all about reflection. And so I didn't even give details to Kim about what we're going to do today. It's just a surprise. I um, was doing... Yeah, I uh, was doing some work with coaches the other day and academic coaches. And I designed this little reflection process and it really worked out well. And what was surprising, or not really surprising, but um, exciting, I guess I should say, is not only was it beneficial to the participants, it was beneficial to me too. Oh, that's good. um, I just think, man, reflection, well, Charlotte Danielson in her framework for teaching says it's the true marker of a professional. And I thought that's such a great quote that when really we do is. reflect, or, you know, we, that is showing that we are very professional and intentional about our work. So, um, and at, when I was at the university level at Williams, our mission was to create teachers who are intentional, reflective and growing. And, you know, I just think you don't, you don't really grow unless you're reflecting. You know, like if we're not reflecting on what we need, then we can't be precise in designing plans for growth. So that's true. And I, I, I really am reflective. I think that I am. You are. I really do. I really think about what went well and what, what I might do differently next time with every lesson I teach. Mm-hmm. You know what? And it, it goes beyond that. I think that goes okay. with working with with parent, as a parent, even as a parent of adult children, you know, thinking about how, how would have been a better way to handle that? Mm -hmm. Because you move into this different realm as a parent than you do when you have adult children. And you really have to be very thoughtful about how you parent them because they are grown people with their own minds. And, and I don't want to intrude um, but I do have some advice, some life experience. So I, I have to be thoughtful and I practiced on 
my oldest and now I'm getting to, I'm getting pretty good at it with my youngest. <laughs> you get better well, as time goes on. You learn what maybe, to not to do. Maybe we need yeah. a podcast where you give us advice about that. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. To no. <laughs> yeah. Parenting adult children. It's, it's a different, it's different, but they still need us. I still need my mom. And mm -hmm. I recently had a, a situation that happened. Um, I was upset about, um, and I didn't have my mama. So I called my lovely mother-in-law and said, mm -hmm. I need a mom. And mm -hmm. she stepped right in. Oh, so, how yeah. She's wonderful. So reflection's important. And I can't wait to hear mm -hmm. what you have to teach us. Well, and really, I'm glad you brought that up because the process that I take us through today can be done on the personal level, on just any kind of level, uh, because really. we really need to always be thinking about, you know, how can how can we refine our practices um, and become better people? Yeah, so, yeah, it is a journey. It is a journey, um, and. If you're listening and you're a school leader, like a coach or um, an administrator or, you know, just any kind of leader in the position you're in, you can not only use this process on yourself, but you can lead others through it too. Okay, so what we're going to do is I want you to take your piece of paper and I will do it too. And we are going to list out every component of your day. So Kim is a dyslexia therapist uh, currently. Right now, I'm trying to summarize what I am right now. I am, um, I'm guessing an instructional coach is what I could determine myself as. And yeah. so what we can do is we can just think aloud. I'll think aloud first and then you can think aloud and then we'll um, have everybody press pause and do this. But like in my job over a week, I might be modeling a lesson for someone. I might be co-teaching a lesson. Uh, something else I do is lead meetings or provide professional development, analyze data, have one-to-one -one conferences. So Kim, like in your week, um, and, you know, think maybe day and then week, what are the components of your day? And since you're actually teaching a subject, you can go into the components of your lesson. Yeah. So we do, um, a deck review of our okay. sounds and letters, mm -hmm. and then we do a new discovery and we do code and read, code and read sentences we do rapid automatic practice. We do spelling uh, review and new spelling rules. And we do fluency. Okay. And then thinking about the things that oh, you... Phonemic awareness. Phonemic awareness. And then thinking about um, even the things that you do backdoor of that, you're managing, you know, your behavior management. Mm -hmm and engagement. Engaging. Try, I'm constantly trying to think of ways to keep them engaged in the lesson and pacing, pacing yeah. those lessons and then uh, managing behavior. Because, you know, when you're dealing with students who have difficulty in every other part of the day, sometimes they get to you and they're, they're in a frustrated state. So managing 
uh, emotions and and behaviors. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you brought up pacing um, because that is a big component. I think about my friend Madison. She's teaching first grade right now, and she is really digging deep into her math curriculum. So much of Arkansas is just so literacy-based, and it kind of scares me because we're letting math, um, we're losing Mm -hmm. our focus. Math, um, but she is really looking at the different types of lessons that she has. So, like, typically on Monday there's an exploration lesson. At the end of the week there's refine lessons. There's different parts, mm-hmm. um, and then there's different. You know, like within the ex- exploration lessons, there's even like a structure to those. So, listeners, I just want you to, I encourage you to pause and just think about all the components that are in your day. And I really want you to break it down within a subject. You know, if you teach multiple subjects, listing those all out and then even across a week. So once we have that list made, we are going to do, we're going to go to step two. So what you're going to do is you can do this in two ways. You can take a sheet of paper or a document and make it into four sections. And those four sections will be this. This is this activity is called the Yellow Brick Road. Kim, I, I think you've done the Yellow Brick Road too. We, I think we've even done it in a workshop together. But what you're going to do is label your four sections like this. Section one, the ditch. Section two, a gravel road. Section three, a two-lane highway. And section four, the interstate. Now, if you want to be very creative, you can take a sheet of paper and draw a road on your paper. And then uh, as you, like I picture a diagonal, your road uh, drawn in a diagonal. And then you can uh, label your sections of your road, those four things. So what we're going to do is actually do this, this twice. And the first way that we're going to do it is we're going to sort all of these things we listed. So like mine, modeling, co-teaching, observing, classroom walkthroughs, giving feedback, organizing data, patience, (laughs) which you guys know I'll be on the ditch on that, but um, facilitating data conversations, uh, facilitating PD, communication. I'm going to take every one of those and sort those into those four categories. But the way I'm going to sort them is the level of comfort I have in doing them. So let's say like patience. I am just not a patient girl. I just not at all. I love efficiency so much. And so I would put myself close to the ditch with patience. Now, in a, a, something I do really feel comfortable doing is uh, facilitating PD. So I would, I'm going to put that closer to the interstate because I'm smooth sailing on it. So the the four categories range from rough going 
to smooth sailing. Does that make sense? There you go. Yes, it does make sense. I um, I I started looking at mine. I I feel like like phonemic awareness and code and read and new discoveries. Like I'm on the interstate. I've got I'm. Okay. Like you could I go feel like, how to do it. Like you, yes, you know, I, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> I think the part where I'm on gravel is managing emotions and behaviors. Mm. Yeah. That's tough. It is tough. And I feel like I need more work on that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's like in, in, in all these things we do, there is a level of comfort and you can probably, if you recorded yourself, you could probably watch yourself and see the tension rise when you're getting to these specific components. You know, for a lot of teachers, the writing part, uh, teaching writing is very, you know, on the gravel road or in the ditch because they just don't feel comfortable in mm -hmm. it. It's so unknown. It's out there. We don't know what those kids are going to write. <laughs> we don't know yeah. how they're going to know how to help them. Um, another part of my day that I might feel great about is that math component where we're using manipulatives and modeling. Maybe that's where I feel great on. So you're just going to take everything that you listed. And I really want you to take your list and think, can you break it down even more? And really think about those things that are backdooring into your instruction. Like Kim said, managing those emotions and pacing, like all the things that go along with it. I'm you know, over here close to the ditch on the pacing. <laughs> oh, pacing is terrible for me. It, and another thing that's terrible for me is having closure. Uh, I think mm -hmm. I mentioned on the podcast, you know, my students mm -hmm. at the college show me a C to remind me to do closure. Mm -hmm. You know, I just sit in my head and then it's time to go. And I'm like, well, that's all, folks. <laughs> and that is <laughs> See you next not, week. Uh, <laughs> You, I hope you learned everything important. Um, but, you know, those first few minutes and those last few minutes are critical um, for attention. And so we do need to make sure that we introduce things so well and close out things very well. Um, so, okay. Once you have things listed based on comfort, now I want you to make the same chart on another sheet of paper or another document or whatever, or in your mind. So those four areas again. And I want you to think about the level of implementation you do with it. Mm. So are you implementing it amazingly well? Like not flawless, but very smooth. Like the kids are involved in it. You are doing it with fidelity, maybe to your curriculum or fidelity to good instruction. You're just doing a bang up job of it. Yeah. <laughs> or are you implementing it shaky? You know, are you kind of on the two lane highway mixed with some gravel? Or are you just like not feeling good all about your implementation? Um, and that would be in the ditch. And so maybe that's, you know, responding to behavior you know you're not comfortable about, on it and so maybe your level of implementation is kind of low too mm -hmm. so what i want you to do is pause listeners 
and sort the same things that you sorted earlier in your comfort sort and sort them to level of implementation. And so thinking about me, you know, like something that I'm very comfortable in is um, modeling, typically modeling lessons for teachers, but really the level of implementation, I'm down on the gravel road right now because I'm not doing it very much. And so that's well, something I, I noticed that I, I'm really good at implementing what I'm really comfortable with. Yeah. We should see links between those two. Yes. And the thing that I'm not as strong implementing is, um, are the things that I'm not as comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's why I'm having you do it. This activity. Okay. <laughs> I want to see the link between the knowledge uh, of strategies or the knowledge of the subject truly link to our level of implementation. Yeah. So I think about group work, you know, that may be on your list and your comfort level is low. And so of course you're not going to activate it much. So your level of implementation will be down the ditch. And really, if you probably study it a lot or, you know, learn more and just have some strategies in your bank, you, you will start being more comfortable and you will start implementing it more. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I was working with a teacher and she was talking about her class after lunch. It's just so much harder to teach. She said, I cannot keep them just going. And I said, well, how about we really think about, you know, the level of engagement and how to engage them engage the students. And she said, it really just came back to, she didn't have any strategies in her bank. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's trying all the tricks she's had. And I was like, oh, well, let me share a few things with you. And, and I just think about how, when we do something like that, usually we'll try those things out. Mm -hmm. and the level of implementation starts going up and we might see some fruit about it, fruit out of it. Yeah. So our comfort yeah. level. Um, Okay, so the next step, listeners, is we are going to take, I'm going to ask Kim to do it, and I will do it too, is one, just one, listeners, don't eat the elephant all at the same time, but one of these things, so maybe it is writing, um, maybe it's managing behavior, and really, you know, if you think about writing and managing behavior, I really want you to think about it in a more specific way because those two things are huge. So let's try mm -hmm. to get really targeted into it. You know, is it, is it um, modeling writing or is it um, keeping writers writing, you know, like their um, resilience and things like that? Mm -hmm. What is my word? Stamina. That's what I was looking for. Um, or is it, you know, classroom management, is it zeroing in on those explosive behaviors or is it targeting these emotion, these uh, big feeling kids like Dr. Kennedy, uh, Dr. Becky Kennedy says, you know, just they getting upset over losing your notebook or something like that. It's mm -hmm. like, I don't know how to handle those situations. So really target your thinking. Mm -hmm. 
So I want you to take one of the things and we are going to analyze it more and that will help us get a plan for growth. Okay, let's take mine. So I okay. have a group of students that completed the, my program. Okay. And another teacher had a group of students who completed the program and we broke those 12 students up into two groups, two different groups because they had different needs. Some of them needed grammar and writing and some of them needed fluency and spelling. So I'm really struggling with a schedule because I'm not following, you know, I'm, I've been following a program and I'm really struggling with the. I only have them twice a week. Okay. So I see them two days a week, each group with what is going to be the most beneficial for them in grammar and writing. I'm trying to use some Jeff Anderson work. Mm -hmm. um, I know subject verb agreement is a, an issue. I've taught them to write a, a thesis statement. Um, I know using commas is an issue. They can write a three-point paragraph. They can write a thesis statement. Um, I, I just need kind of to come up with a way to manage that group so that so that's I'm getting a lot of bang for my buck. I only get them an hour and a half a week. That's not very much time for writing lessons. Please. So if you had to pinpoint it, it's more about schedule. Scheduling is the weakness area that we're trying to grow you in. Yeah. Like how, what would be the best way to organize my two 45 minute lessons with them so that I'm not doing all the work and they're actually practicing what I'm teaching in authentic writing. Okay. So when I, when a teacher identifies or when I identify an area, I, I have them write that down. And then we think about what it, what, what do I feel good about in that area? So thinking about planning, because really we're talking about planning at planning for this group, what do you feel good about? And then what are your worries or holding you back? And the, the thing that I feel good about is the introduction and practice of those skills in isolation. Because so I use Jeff Anderson's out again, Kim. books I don't know what's and going his on. lessons um, for introducing a skill like pronoun and antecedent. Let's say okay. that's it. And, I, and I'm using some William Van Cleve for clauses. So okay. I feel good about that part. It's when it comes to putting that mm -hmm. then in authentic writing. And I get what I feel like is that they just don't have enough time. So what you feel good about is your introduction. Uh-huh. And that little bit of practice. Okay. But then that carryover into actual writing where they have to practice that in an actual piece where they're right. They they write a, an essay. Let's say they write an essay on, they want to study modern day slavery. So I've got articles. We're reading those. Okay. And then they're going to write about it. So I want so to spend a little. So the carryover is mainly your concern? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. Okay. 
So when, when I'm having teachers do this, I really want them to analyze the strengths of that component. So like Madison doing that exploration part of her lesson, what is good about it? Because there's usually something good. Or if I'm working with a teacher who doesn't feel good about teaching writing, what is good? And then what is worrying them? And so like yours would be the carryover, like the transfer mm-hmm. and asking to really dig deep into it. So what I'm hearing from you is they can practice it at the low level. Yes. But the transfer is not there. Yes. And that's your goal. So that's the next thing I ask for, you know, the teachers to think about is, okay, really what is your end in mind goal out of this? And your goal would be to be able to see it in their writing. In their writing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They can do it independently. Okay. While we're working on it, whatever the skill is, they cannot do it consistently in their writing. Okay. And so what we're going to think about is, okay, you've identified the area you want to work on. You've identified the strengths of that component, what worries you or what's holding you back. Sometimes that's something we need to consider. Um, And you know your goal. And so let's think of specific actions that we can do that you can do as on your own to grow yourself or just things you already know that we can implement. So what can we do to attack this issue of um, getting this transfer? Do you think it's more like since you, since you see fruit out of it, you see evidence that they can do it at a lower level thinking, do you think it's just more about exposure or models or? Maybe more modeling. Um, I feel really pressed for time because I only have one hour and a half a week. So I've got two 45 minute classes with them. And then I, and then I don't see them again until next Monday and Wednesday. So Mm. I I feel like there's never enough continuity with them. Oh yeah. Hmm. Let's think about this because you are in a different, that is hard because you, Mm -hmm. the the length of time between uh, your sessions is so hard. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I wish I had them every day. Yeah. Then you I could really. I, could, I, I think I could see some fruit, but right now it's not, it's not the way it's working. Mm-hmm. So we've got to think about how to get the most bang for your buck. And what about in your, your short time, maybe trying to think about one focus area, modeling and modeling it quickly. And then since you know that they've got some skill, maybe some class writing that's longer than a sentence, you know, like developing that paragraph, showing that skill that they're weak in. You mean with me? With you. And so you monitor the amount of support that they need. A really healthy paragraph. Maybe if I stop focusing on the the whole essay. Mm-hmm. And just try to write really healthy paragraphs in here. Yeah. I, you know, I, think, I think it was William Van Cleve is said, no matter what grade level, we always start at the sentence level work. So level work, make sure we have that strong and then paragraph work until we have that strong. And then we do multi-paragraphs. 
And so maybe since their skills are just a little shaky, that that writing those big, you know, those big essays, Mm -hmm. you could just target with a paragraph. I think you're right. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on writing healthy paragraphs. Mm -hmm. So coming in, maybe one written, you guys analyze it together. What makes this a great paragraph? Mm -hmm. And then maybe you guys could write one because then that, I mean, that's going to help your own time because you're just writing a paragraph, you know, and if you already have one written, um, then that would save you on time too. But, you know, I just think about, okay, they need to practice and they need to practice with us, but maybe you could stretch this time out to you model, you class write, and then maybe they can practice a little bit on their own with you, but then you ask them in this this downtime that you have between sessions that they produce something on their own. Um, and bring it back. I have Google Classroom and they can just do it in there. Mm-hmm. I and, can just make you know, it. Maybe, maybe you, ha- you have your document that you have with the model paragraph, the mm-hmm. class paragraph, and then the, the tips that you guys came up with to help write a healthy paragraph are a great one. And then okay. that's the document they also write their new one on. Okay. That sounds good. What other thoughts are you thinking to help them? That, that this is really my, this is my ditch area. And I think it's time, you know, cause I don't have them consistently. Yeah. So I never get, I, I can't get in a groove with them. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's like 51st dates. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Um, well, so we just got to think about how can you maximize your impact, you know? And I think it's going to be more experiences modeling and class writing. I think so too. Because um, you don't want to spend, you don't want them to spend their time just practicing without your feedback because they can do no. that without you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, maybe start with an exemplar, do a, um, a class piece and then an independent piece, and then just really work at the sentence or paragraph level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see where they're weak in, and then you can just target it. And so, you know, like thinking about the last piece of this is to put a time, like a, an accountability piece on it, which, you know, you do this next time that you're with them. But mm-hmm. if my weakness is, you know, thinking about um, this exploration part of the math lesson, then I might have to ask my math coach to come in and me interview her about that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. and I would need to, I would need to commit to a time to do that. So by the end of the month or something to help me um, have some structure. So I'm not continually saying I'm not very good at teaching math. You know, mm-hmm. I just want us to watch this. These things that we've said over and over, writing is just hard for me. Well, we're probably not putting intention in it to make that part part of our teaching life better. So we did research folders. They wanted to research. It was so good. They wanted to research ancient laws because there's sixth graders and they study that. 
So we did a lot of research. They took notes on note cards. I made the little research folders with the pockets. We mm. organized it. They organized each paragraph and wrote it, but we kind of did that together. Mm -hmm. And I could do the same thing working at a paragraph level each day, but yes. with what they want to study is modern day slavery. Mm. So, and maybe you don't even tell them that you're writing a big piece. It's just, you know, guys, I know that you're very interested in this part. You paused on me. Sorry. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Okay. So maybe, maybe I don't tell them. Maybe it's my internet. Maybe that you don't tell them that it's a big piece that you're writing. You know, yes. you're just getting their attention on one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then put it together. Then, yeah. And then you put it together. So um, I, I think guys, just even as personally or professionally, if we can zone into these weak areas of our life and really break it down, um, into the different parts of it, we uh -huh. can start attacking, um, you know, attacking our weak areas and making them stronger. Not that they'll ever be the strongest, but that they'll be stronger. I think so too, Laura. And I think what you and I just did right there, that collaboration. Oh, for with sure. Fellow teacher. Like you've got to talk this out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been struggling with this for a couple of weeks thinking this is not turning out the way I want it to go. And this helped me to, to identify kind of where, where I'm in the weeds or in the ditch. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then really just thinking about what, how can I break this down into a process so yeah. that my students benefit? <clears throat> Yeah. And that's the, really the last part of this is just thinking about, imagine the impact of us getting really drilled down into growing. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just crazy to think about, yeah. you know, thinking about if I'm really froze zeroing on in on how to respond to behavior events or teaching writers or whatever, the impact can be great. Mm -hmm. It can. Our it growth. Can. I love this. This was good. Well, good. All right, listeners, thank you for joining us. Thank you for going deep with us. If you are able to, um, I just encourage you to really reflect on your practice. We're trying to finish the year strong, but then we're also turning our uh, eyes to next year and thinking about how we can be a stronger, um, stronger teacher. That's All right. right. Thanks and if you need some professional development this summer, we'd be happy to come. Yeah. Heck yeah, we would. Yes. Reach out. We love some professional development. We'll come out and do some training with your teachers. That's right. We do love to yeah. do that. We love it. Okay. It's listeners, our jam. Can you please share this podcast and all the episodes with others. We want to help as many people as we can. We yeah, hope we do. Them. We so. hope so. Have right. a great rest of the week. Absolutely. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.